Hello, Polytopians. Thanks for tuning in to the Polytopian Times. I'm your host, Sam, and today we're talking about swordsmen. I'm joined by Hawthorne. Glad to have hey, you guys. here. Bugging you all again. You can't get rid of me, can you, Sam? <laughs> you know, uh, it's like the curse that keeps on giving. Yes, keeps the, the, the curse that laid the golden egg. The, the dirty penny you just... Uh, I'm running out of metaphors. <laughs> That's all right. I think at the end of this... Uh, the curse is going to come into full fruition once you're uh, about twice my skill level and I'm uh, sobbing asking you for advice. Yeah, let's let's hope it never comes to that. <laughs> yeah. We'll be like, we always knew this day would come. Yes, I'll, uh, I'll be washed up before you know it. <laughs> well, uh, let's jump right on into talking about them swords. First off, let's uh, talk about their stats. They cost five stars, have 15 health, three attack, three defense, one movement, the fortify and dash abilities. They're good at defending cities and they can attack stuff after moving. Kind of essential to make them useful. At the least, my least favorite parts of those stats are the cost five stars and the one movement. Everything else is just baller. Yes, well, uh, that's why swordsmen require you to have roads. One of the... Uh, Key uses for swordsmen, in my opinion. Oh, I mean, they are overall competent on the battlefield pretty much everywhere, but they are really oh, yeah. great for stopping knights first off because, like, they cost half the cost of the knight. And honestly, you can buy two swords with them. They're always going to be able to kill the knight unless they're already wounded. And at that point, they probably did damage to a knight a previous turn. So, I mean, I always find them as, like, my favorite way to um, pull a uh, catch-22 card on somebody, a reverse Uno. If anybody ever does pull out knights on me, you're like, ha, well, I have a <laughs> swordsman. Yeah, it's especially good if you have one of those cities that is inexplicably way far out and or deep into the enemy base. You oh, yeah. You're like, ha-ha, you can't, you can't get rid of me. Yes, yeah, it's, um, what do they call those? Um, a salient? In World War One, that happened a lot too, where they'd make a push and you'd wind up with this pocket in the enemy line. I forget what they called that. I have a cool story about that, actually. My grandpa apparently <laughs> set some kind of, well, I don't know if he set a record, but it sounds like he did. What he, he basically had to go in and they, they told him where a bunch of planes were going to be landing. It's like, oh, oh. Well, how soon do I need to make an airfield here? He says, well, we, we have, you know, uh, Captain, we have all of the logistics, all the logistics, you know, that you put in your standard modular base request already on their way it's like uh okay and he said that the planes are actually already in the air so you need to build this you need to build this uh air base in less than less than 24 hours oh wow no get chopping those trees <laughs> yeah geez i hope they gave him a chainsaw not next yeah, it would actually it actually ended up working out. But yeah, you can do that kind of thing with the with the swordsman because one of the one of the interesting things is they're a great way if you just need to put a ton of kill into a given area and pump a bunch of money into it. This is the way to do it. Ah, definitely. <laughs> and I mean, the cheekiest way beats defenders every day. Um, I mean, next to that, you know, obviously our swordsmen are going to be great at defending cities like a Tenver would be. I mean, they got three defense. They're going to get that fortify bonus. So that's going to make them really, really, really difficult to break through. Um, 
obviously they're great at attacking cities. You can get in with a full health swordsman at 15 health with three defense. That's going to be a very hard unit to remove from your city and not a very hard unit to get into the city. It's going to be a great way to take cities from other opponents. Um, another thing I often find some use with my swordsman for is killing giants. You know, like you see somebody rush a giant down towards you and you're like, ah, oh, well, I'm put you like one, two, maybe three swordsmen, especially when they're supported with some archers. You can, you can kill that giant the same turn you run into them with them. I mean, in that case, you are definitely falling into that, you know, am I making cost situation there, but in the event mm. that you just need to trade, trade stars for another unit dying, it's a way to go. That's true. Honestly, um, that's more of a, I always think of giants as a VIP target. Um, you know, I don't know if the cost is always the same, you know, maybe you had a monument or something that, uh, you know, major giant only costs you like three stars out of your pocket. However, you have a limit to how many giants you can feasibly create in the game. You aren't able to just whip one out in every city each and every turn. So, um, oh, I do always try and VIP hunt them down because they're just, um, they can be a liability for an opponent by eating up a population without providing a way to attack with their lack of a dash ability. At the same time, it can be a great way for you to intimidate an opponent who may be feeling like they're uh, about to take a city of yours and then they wind up walking a giant right into a death trap. Oh, yeah. The, the swordsmen are they are just great for that sweet, sweet psychological advantage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't want to mess with them. And I mean... Obviously, uh, another thing you can use them for is uh, naval invasion. So uh, a fun thing, they're, uh, they perform the same as a defender at sea, and they cost two more stars. So you might think, why would I do that? Well, I mean, once they embark on land, they can actually fight competently, and they become this huge threat, a very powerful unit right on your shores, probably still supported by naval units coming in. I mean, it it's uh, it's even more intimidating than a knight because you have that turn after you land where you can't attack. And knights only good on the offense. They're easy to kill. Swordsmen, though, yep. just as good on the defense. I was going to say the exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah, they're just, they're brutal. I mean, and of course, in general, they're great on the battlefield. If you're going to use a warrior, use a swordsman because it's better. You know, it's just how it goes. Um, now, the interesting thing is with swordsmen, we don't have like a laundry list of different tactics to use with them. Obviously, you can take your traditional shield wall and maximize its potential by shoving in swordsmen instead of defenders when supported by archers they are brutally powerful even better when supported by catapults but like we went into on the catapults episode it's going to be much more difficult to get those into a position where they'll be useful for more than like one turn yeah i i would agree the thing i i like to think of them as is defenders that can actually kill stuff so any place <laughs> i would use a defender but I may also need to actually deal some death. I will stick a swordsman there. Like if there's a bunch, if I'm putting a bunch of defenders out and somebody is being very passive aggressive with archers, be like, oh, oh, you like those defenders? Oh well, let's try the let's try the upgraded version. Oh yeah, no, that's that's the way to use them. All right, they're uh, they are just fantastic. No, no more archers for you. <laughs> and now you're going to fear even putting them out because uh, swordsmen are right in your lands. Yes. Yeah, like everything that I said about, you know, archers being relevant in the late game does not apply to attacking, you know, walled cities that have swordsmen in them. Keep your archers away. Unless you just have a ton of archers. 
Yep. Or you have a ton of swordsmen around the city and you don't think your archers are going to be able to get hit. But again, we're getting to the point where like that cost ratio, like you're saying, is not in your favor. Yeah, the question isn't isn't how do you counter swordsmen? You, you really you really can't uh, mm. unless. Yeah, because they can dash up to your your catapult or whatever. And then your catapult, you know, you basically get one sh- one free hit on them, even if you're defending. And then that, and then they're on you. Uh, the question is, how do you how how do you make it so that it's more expensive for someone to attack you with swordsmen than it is uh, for the units you're losing? That's pretty much the only thing you can do at that point. Yeah, that's that's totally fair. Uh, you know, it uh, it gets into the whole att- attrition game, and at that point, we know there's one unit. Exactly. Yep. Who else is going to make attrition a nightmare? It's the defender. It's that one semi-useless dude who's going to sit there with the shield, leering at the swordsman, going, come on, buddy, hit me, hit me. Yeah, really, the, the, only, other, the only other single unit, yeah, there isn't really another single unit that counters swordsmen, um, other than maybe my very favorite ice archers. Um, hmm. Ice archers, and the, the issue with the swordsmen is that after you attack them, they attack you back. Um, the other thing that counters mass groups of swordsmen is actually the Simanti explodey guys. Ah, yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Anytime they use explode, get that poison damage going. You just line up another Dumux and then. Shizzle. Yeah. They, 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 the swordsmen, they, they cannot handle it. Uh, but the, other than, other than that, everything else that counters them is some kind of a combo and usually a combo with defenders or other swordsmen. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, a combo that's uh, a lot easier to sabotage than just a horde of uh, pure swordsmen, too. Um, the only other use I can think of for swordsmen, uh, just while we're running through some uses and you know, some disadvantages, too, uh, they're really, really, really good at crushing some tier one units, archers, riders, even mindbenders and stuff. They got low defense. They're great at killing that. Uh, you know, knights are better at killing it, but um, a swordsman is going to cost you half as much, and generally it's going to live longer those tier one units are going to be great easy ways to just slash them up and i mean if you kill two or three units say even just two archers and they don't get a chance to kill your swordsman before he gets the two archers you made a star it's in your favor so um you know don't hesitate to use them to mop up those weaklings yeah i, I think we should now that we've gotten in, gotten through some of the basics i'd like to talk a little bit more about the subtler subtleties of uh Swordsman. So get out your get out your giant cars, turn on the fire, and, and bring out your your uh, inappropriate to mention beverage of choice. And uh, <laughs> we'll begin we'll begin looking at the finer things. So some of the things you can get into are are when uh, it's not really a question of like when to use them, it's when not to use them. Um, hmm. When not to use them is really early game, with I think one exception. Um, the that ex- and that exception is uh, well, other than just griefing and trolling people which is always fun uh but if you're in one of those giant cage match games where oh whoops i, I pressed any on um, any t- too many times on the randomizer on the random game <laughs> joiner thing and now i'm in the middle of like eight different tribes swordsmen are your friend uh, the, mm. every everybody is is constantly coming up with new and different ways to counter you and if you want to make their life hard the the way to go is swordsmen i i've Almost every time that I've seen a, a tribe that has started out in the middle of like five other tribes, the, the ones that have been able to survive more than five turns have had swordsmen. 
Yeah, it's all about those choppy boys. They uh, they just get in there. And um, oh, oh please, I, we're calling them choppy boys now. Oh, it's gonna be choppy yeah. boys. Uh, that's what I'm calling them, the choppy boys. Choppy boys. Choppy hey. actually has a meaning in Chinese. It means cute face. So I'm imagining oh. these really cute faced little cherubs with swords. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and here I am thinking of the orc spelling C H O P P A. Choppa boys. Oh, Got a yes, bunch of orky too. boys running out. 40k's rotted my mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's rotted so many things. Yeah. Well, uh, bless Papa Nurgle for the rot. Anywho. <laughs> oh, another thing, another thing they're good for, um, which I think we were talking about earlier, is if you did you you mentioned naval invasions, right? Oh yes, yes. But I'm invading I, the navels. Yeah. But I mean, we should definitely go into more depth there. Well, yes. Well, uh, let's reach down in the the. It's actually good to build if you the thing is if you need to if you're going to need to do some kind of an amphibious landing on somebody, and you have a choice of either defenders or swordsmen, uh, you can save a lot of money by just going with swordsmen, taking the hit on the two you know oh, whoop to do two extra stars to build up your ships, and then also having your boats be swordsmen. And that way, when you land, if you know if your swordsmen survive the landing, they're a much more potent force against the enemy after they've got through. Um, so if I have a if I have to choose between one of the two, I don't mind you know having my ships or battleships cost two extra points if it saves me the tech cost of researching swordsmen. So another subtlety there to keep in mind. That makes sense. The other you see, um, oh yeah, I was gonna say the other thing that you kind of get with that is like. Um, you don't hit a point where you have like a bunch of embarked defenders that have zero purpose. You're never going to use them in an actual land invasion. Say you finish your naval invasion. The last few cities are buried on land, but they, they don't do anything. Yeah. They're basically like, whoops, sorry guys. You can go back home. Didn't mean to train you. Now there's the other thing I want to mention is don't do swordsmen. If you're like, if you don't have a lot of mines, because you mm. want to take, I mean, unless you really need to, I mean, I researched it in our last game. Um, if you, it's generally going to be a little bit better if you have a tribe that's known for having more mines, like Kiku, uh, un unless you're doing the aforementioned land invasions, maybe not quite as good. Yeah, probably the same for Zabasi and, um, oh, I guess on that note, even Quetzali is going to be less of a call, right? Because you start with defenders i mean obviously swordsmen are yeah. better on the offensive but i mean if you already have defenders you can you can do cheeky stuff to make other people's swordsmen useless and just back them up with some archers you it's just less stars you have to spend on tax yeah uh, i think i think uh it, it it's really hard to go wrong with swordsmen um, unless your enemy is really uh doing well on mobility or you have like actually even if you have a water map you know if you if you can't decide what to get, just go swordsman. Yeah, yeah, they are uh, they are fantastic. Just plug up the whole thing. Uh, now, uh, on our most recent game, uh, so, uh, it, so we're playing this horrible, oh horrible, massive map that's just full of crazy bots. Twelve of them. Um, you are doing really well. I've been crammed in the corner between Vengir, Luxador, and Yadak, who have all decided on turn six that I was the juiciest target ever. My two little cities. So, yeah, first thing I did was make those swords to your earlier point. You know, when you're Malcolm in the middle, you need uh, you need yes. both a block and an attack. Yeah, you, you need uh, like I was saying earlier, they're great for if you're if you're stuck in the middle of some some crazy shenanigans. And it looks like everybody's trying to wipe you out to get at each other. 
Yeah, I actually learned that have learned that lesson repeatedly the hard way where I've hmm. been in the middle of a fight and decided to build uh, shields instead of swordsmen, and they they just did not care. Like, oh, we're gonna throw we're gonna throw five warriors at every single one of your at every single one of your uh, and and three archers at every single one of your uh, defenders. There, we we don't care about the costs. Yeah, swordsmen would have been better. Um, the other thing, interestingly, in our last in our previous game, is that until I decided I needed to just research everything at once. I started out with swordsmen because I knew I was going to be doing a lot of those little amphibious back and forth things. On archipelago hmm. maps, landing with a swordsman is way, way scarier than with a uh, with a defender because it's just harder to bring a ton of units to counter it. Yeah, like you that's can. true. Like with, with defenders, yeah, you need some, if you're on a continents map and you, need, and you know you're going to get attacked from like 20 different units, sure. You don't have to worry as much about defenders being killed right yeah but uh yeah it's, it's just hard to get in there to stop them uh limited land space <laughs> well I, I one thing else one other thing i want to mention is that if you are just for you all of you you know simanti players out there everyone loves to hate um <laughs> one of the best the, the best unit you have for fortifying your cities is going to be swordsmen so Ooh, if you think yeah. oh swordsmen they're not insects they're not cool sorry they're still relevant yeah, and actually, to further on that, you know, they're, um, I found with the new balance with hexapods being a little bit harder to put out and obviously just as easy to kill still, um, swordsmen are even more valuable, like, on the offensive, too. I actually just had a game against a rando online a couple of weeks ago where um, basically everybody quit. He was one same anti-player. I was chin-chi, and I figured I'd rush Why does swords. that keep happening? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like any any game above above five players, three quarters of them will quit after turn two, or time <laughs> like, What what is who is joining these games? Are these people who are who just have? My theory is that like, and maybe the Mijiwan people will correct me about this, but mm. uh, like, it, it, my theory is that you get a ton of people downloading the game because I don't know some cool new podcast uh, episode has come out and they are inspired by Sam to download it. Uh, <laughs> they they download it, they click join any game and then when it takes too long to join a game for it to actually start right they're like oh wow this is this is crap and then throw their phones in the trash oh yeah yeah or i uh, sometimes i wonder if it's like people who join and then they on their first turn they either decide to resign that first turn because they're like ah, i got a bad spot i'm going to play it out or they get that turn zero explore and they see that they're not going to do well in the later game. They're like, oh, oh, my, oh, oh my God, please. Why did you have to tell me that? Oh, yep. I was in blissful ignorance the whole time. Oh, these are the coin flip people. Yep. These, these people, I've seen these people in League of Legends. They are noxious. Oh, <laughs> why did you have to tell me that? I didn't realize they had migrated. Ah, well, your conscience is now uh, poisoned by the knowledge. Oh. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Sam. In so many ways. Yes, well, you're uh, you're quite welcome. Back to that uh, original point with the um the same ante. I I found out like I figured my swords would be enough to you know crush the same ante player. I killed the centipedes, the early ones. I got those hexapods out of the way. Even the warriors are backing up. Titans are getting shot up by my archers. I'm not feeling it, worry. And then he starts making swordsmen on mass, not just making them, boosting them industrially with shamans. Oh, boosted everywhere. swordsmen on roads. Oh God. Yep, I had the worst time ever. And that's when I learned swordsmen are actually a very powerful asset in the Symantis tool belt, especially because 
other tools they have are now weaker. Yeah, that that's actually a good point. I've seen I I have seen a little bit more swordsman usage in my my games against randos. Hmm. Um, I think they're I think they're getting more relevant for the semantic. I would agree. Yeah, yeah, they're slowly but surely uh, learning how to play. Well, that uh, gets us through a lot of uh, chat about how swordsmen are good and not. But uh, you know what we haven't talked about yet? The swordsman challenge. We talked about yet. Oh God, yes. yes. This is the best. This is the easiest challenge. You're all gonna love it. <laughs> yes. So uh, this one's, yeah, it's, it's really simple. Obviously, you need to use primarily swordsmen. We will allow you to use warriors. And then this challenge, warriors have the least value possible, even more than in the knight challenge, because swords are always, always, always going to be superior. If you ever find yourself at a point where you can't afford to make a sword, you still might not want to waste the two stars on a sword or on a uh, warrior. You're, you're letting them Wait. do. You're letting them do warriors and swordsmen. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's generous. You see this. You have to appreciate this, guys. He's not always going to be like this. <laughs> yes, with all these uh, these tier two challenges, we'll uh, we'll allow you to uh, suffer in style. Now, uh, the uh, Sam giveth and the Sam taketh away. <laughs> yes, I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to be giveting a little bit more, but. Uh, Soon, soon the taking comes. Now, uh, on to some uh, Discord chit-chats. We've got that uh, 2v2 tournament coming up. Looking forward to it. I know our uh, first team's bracket is out. By the way, if uh, we have any listeners who hasn't joined the Discord and uh, wants to check out the tournament, do join. We've got all sorts of people ready to join up in team making, and the more the merrier. We're um, the uh, grand prize Hmm. Are we going to be, hold on a second, are we going to be on the same team together? Oh, yes. Yeah, see, that's the thing. The uh, the ultimate challenge in the tribe, or the uh, the, the tourney, is us. You see, the uh, the winners against everyone else then has to play one final game against the two hosts, Hawthorne. Oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't realize I was signing up for that. Oh, oh. okay, I'm scared now. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, ha, you're all going to die. <laughs> well, uh, you know what that means. If you're scared, you're going to see a lot more swords. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I promise this time I will remember which game was the tourney game and at least occasionally not attack your units, Sam. Oh, I appreciate that. We're going to be on the same team, so it'll be uh, really awkward if we're at war with each other, too. Yeah, I'll try to remember that. <laughs> well, folks, that, uh, that wraps up this week's episode about Swordsman. Uh, thank you as always for joining me, Athorn. Uh, it's al- always a pleasure, and uh, don't don't scare me so much with these these predictions of you running out of ideas, man. It's, it's scared. <laughs> I don't know, you know. Uh, that's a uh, that's a thing about the universe. You know, it may seem infinite, but isn't everything truly finite within it? Truly, it is. Truly. Well, uh, next week, folks, we're going to be uh, chit chatting about knights. The memeiest units in the game, they used to dominate the meta. Nowadays, they're expensive and they're still useful, but I feel like they're much more niche than they used to be. I remember when I first was learning this game, they were like, oh, oh, there's even a knight meta. And I was like, what? Oh, yeah, it was was absolutely cheeky. That's crazy. Adding on just two stars in cost on top of the original eight stars somehow makes them 
far less viable in my opinion. That's in the early game, you know, uh, you wind up having to chop that extra tree down, you lose that extra population that you wouldn't normally have to if you want to try and strategically chop your way there. And again, say you get them, but your opponent has defenders or swordsmen showing up. You just wasted all that money on the text and an extra 10 stars on a unit that will never be able to achieve anything. I, I still see people with them by like turn 10 or or like even eight though. So there's still people who are, who are like, ah, you know, <laughs> rolling the dice there in case you haven't, in case the only beauty, like in our, <clears throat> in our uh, whales game, you know, mm. are, am I allowed to talk about that? Oh yes. Game? yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, Chevy, Chevy built an absolutely massive amount of archers and was, was just ripping through my giants. So I, I twirled my mustache a little bit and built some knights. Like just one, just one knight out of his vision range killed, I think, twelve units of his, including four catapults. Yeah, that's that's where oh, they're, they're, they're still relevant. They will always be relevant. Yeah, yeah, they're just like um, commando snipers. You know, they're they're meant to go and take out their targets. It's generally plural. If you don't have a plural targets with your knights. You're kind of not using them in the right way. But I mean, yeah, if you want to take down giants by just sheer attrition, swordsmen are better. And yeah. archers are even better. Yeah, generally that's how it holds out. But uh, you know, they definitely do have their point. We're gonna we're gonna talk more about that next week. Well, um until then, Polytopians, uh, thanks for tuning in as always. It's uh, been a pleasure having you here, Hawthorne. Thank you. Pleasure is usually mine, actually. <laughs> uh, oh, that's good to hear. I, uh, I was hoping I wasn't dragging you on against you, Will. No, this is all consensual. I promise. Yes, absolutely. Now, uh, don't say anything if you're uh, being threatened. And we'll see you next week, Polytopians. Till then. <laughs>